This podcast contains discussions and descriptions of a sexual nature. If you are under 18 or you are easily offended, please move on and find a podcast all about Disney movies. Otherwise, come and join us. Welcome to the Pineapple Code Podcast. I am Mr. H. And I am Mrs. H. And we are a married couple who have decided to embark on an adventure into the swinging lifestyle to see where it takes us. In each episode, we will discuss our thoughts, feelings, experiences, and what we learn along the way. So please listen in and join us on our journey. Now on with the show. Welcome to episode 10 of The Pineapple Code. My name is Mrs. H. And I'm Mr. H. So welcome everybody to our 10th episode. Um, been a, a long 12 months to be honest. It's actually almost 12 months to the day that we released our very, very first podcast. In fact, I think we've gone a little bit over 12 months now. But a lot of things have changed in that 12 months. They sure have. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, we've got an amazing episode, hopefully an amazing episode, uh, this episode, we are going to be talking all about our first adventure into the lifestyle, our real adventure. We actually went to an, a lifestyle event at a club in Sydney, Australia, and um, I, I think we had a pretty good time. We had a damn good time. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to tell you all about that in this episode, um, and we're going to tell you what we liked, what we may not have liked. Um, we're going to tell you but everything, really, I suppose, aren't we? We are. Within reason. Obviously, we're not going to mention any names or anything. Um, but we will talk about, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of rambling a bit because it was an amazing event. We had such a good time and it's still mind-boggling. We're recording this, what, five days after the event? Yeah, thereabouts. Yeah, five days. And we're still processing a lot of stuff that we saw and we a lot of things we felt. Uh, but before we get to what actually happened, um, I think maybe maybe we should talk about the lead-up to it. What do you think? Okay. Yeah, um, because the lead-up was, let's be honest, it was it was a little bit rocky. It was, it was emotional. <laughs> it was emotional. And I was thinking that maybe that's not a bad idea to talk about because thinking what we went through, other people are probably going to go through the same thing, um, especially because, and we'll talk about this, what you expect to happen or what you expect to see and experience, I can guarantee you, now that we've been there and we've done it, I can guarantee you it doesn't matter how many times you hear people tell you, it doesn't matter what you read, it doesn't matter what you see on TV or on the internet, it is going to be different to everything you expect. It truly, truly is. Would you agree? I, yep, sure. Yeah, it was just... Yeah, it was very different, but in a good way. Yeah, in a very, very good way. So uh, we had a lot of preconceived ideas going in. Um, and even I know if we go back and listen to some of our older podcast episodes, I know we're going to cringe when we hear some of the things <laughs> we have said. Now that we've actually experienced it, um, it's just so, so much different. And because of that, because of what we kind of expected or maybe what we thought was going to happen or the way we felt about ourselves, then that week... For us, it was last week. That lead up was, you know, all highs or lows. It was it was very emotional. Um, so let's let's talk about that first, right? Yeah. Okay. So 
and I'm I'm to blame for some of this, so I'm quite happy to put my hand up for this, and we'll discuss it and talk about it. <laughs> um, but we'll start off. Okay, so the beginning of the week last week, we were we were on high, right? We were excited. We were we were very very excited. Yeah, and um, we'd been talking like every day, and we mentioned this in our last couple of episodes. We had been talking every single day for hours on end about everything. You know, about ourselves, about our thoughts, our feelings, the lifestyle, the adventure, the whole lot. We've been talking all about this for hours on every day. And I think this is a really, really big thing, an important thing to keep bringing up, that this is what you should be doing. If you're going into this this lifestyle, uh, you really should be doing this. It's all about communication. It is so, so much about communication. So we've been talking a lot and we we're on a high. Everything was going really well for a few days. We talked about what we talked about, boundaries, didn't we? We did. Yeah. We talked about rules. We had our code word that if we weren't feeling comfortable, we had our code word to use. Yeah. Which we, we <laughs> Which we're not gonna tell you what it is. No. Because we don't want somebody listening to this and then, you know, maybe we use that code word sometime in the future. <laughs> we don't want them to know. But our code word works really well for us. It's you know, it's a code word that we can use that we know instantly uh, that one of us, you know, is feeling uncomfortable. Uh, it can be used in various different sentences. So this is a good thing for people listening. If you're thinking about coming up with a code word, do this. Come up with something that's going to fit in various different sentences, in various different um, situations, and will just feel and sound natural. So you're not hurting somebody else's feelings by throwing out this code word and then them thinking, oh, they don't want to be with us or, or, or whatever the case may be. It could be anything, but have something that just sounds natural that could be thrown into natural conversation that you might not normally use and that's what we've chosen so our code work works quite well we didn't have to actually use it which is awesome yeah that's right (laughs) but i'm sure one day we might but at the moment we didn't have to use it so that was really cool um but yeah we had that figured out we had our rules we had our boundaries um set up um do you want to talk talk about some of the boundaries and the rules mrs h because i think in the last episode when we were talking about it we we kind of discussed some of it but I think we kind of changed a little bit, didn't we? We backed off a little bit from some things. We did. We did. So what we – in order for, I guess, me to feel comfortable in um, in everything, Mr. H basically said that we were just going to go in for a reconnaissance mission. So basically we are going to check it all, you know, check the club out. Um, but there was no – what's the best way of saying it? There was no pressure. Pressure, yeah. Pressure, a good word. Um, yeah. Um, for for us to do anything. So yeah. basically, we just went in there and there was no expectations. No either. expectations yeah. either. We just we were just going to go out and have a good time in whatever way, shape, form um, that would take. Yeah. So we were basically we decided um, rather than going out with um, an in, may, may not so much an intention, but Uh, And I don't even know if it's an expectation, but rather than going out going, oh, yeah, we're going to try this, we're going to try that. And we decided to scale it back and say, no, you know what, let's just go and have a look, see what it's all about. Yeah, a fact-finding mission. Yeah. And then from that, we can educate ourselves and we can learn some things and then we can decide what we want to do from here on in. So that was the idea. And then we had a list of things that we kind of wanted to maybe see and we listed things maybe wanted to speak to people about or whatever. We came up with this our own list 
Um, you but know. it was more, sorry, but it was also more just to educate ourselves. Yeah, that's right. Because what we saw, what we read um, about things, um, it turns out it was very, very different. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. So it was very good for us to go in with that mindset. So we weren't going in there to to play necessarily with anybody. Um, so with that in mind, we'd gone through, we'd, we talked a lot about that, hadn't we? We had, we had what our boundaries were, what the rules were, um, but also what we were hoping to see. Yeah, yeah. So we'd done, done all of that work um, and that was, we're feeling on a high and then it all came crashing down, didn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you want to tell people what, and I'm going to put my hand up to this, this is my fault. Um, and if you're listening and this is something, please be mindful of this. Um, it was totally unintentional, but it's just something you've got to be aware of that, you know, you're going to have emotions that are going to be running high um, in various different ways. So, Mrs. H, what did I do wrong? No. <laughs> I'm too embarrassed to say it now. <laughs> right, you want me to tell it? <laughs> no, 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 that, that's okay. I, I can say it. Okay. So, yeah, running on this high, confidence is really, really high. So... I decided that, um, oh, well, I'll put some lingerie on because, you know, I've lost some weight and I put some lingerie on. I uh, paraded it in, in front of Mr. H in the lounge room and I didn't get quite the reaction I was expecting. <laughs> yeah, you, you asked me what you, you know, how you looked and, and my response was, oh, you look fine, right? Now, my response in my mind, fine is like, damn, that's fine, right? You know, um, but Mrs. H didn't see it that way. She thought it was like, oh, is that all? Um, so now this is a good example of bad communication between yeah. the two of us. Um, and of course that meant you felt very unhappy. Uh, My you, confidence came crashing down. Yeah, and then the next day, you know, you were very, very unhappy all day long. I was really unhappy as well because I'd realized that I'd made you unhappy and, and we've talked about this so many times before about how much you know I derive happiness from your joy and so the opposite happens when you're unhappy I'm extremely unhappy too so this you know just compounded everything so we've been on this huge high adrenaline pumping and you know everything going on all week and then literally a couple of days before the event I make this mistake you know, and this is what happened. So we had to work through that again, didn't we? We did. We did. And we have. We have. We got there. We got there. So it's a success. <laughs> <laughs> but this is this is the thing. I think, you know, it's important for people to know that you've got to be mindful about your communication. You've got to be really clear in your communication because otherwise things can either get misinterpreted or, you know, they can go one way or the other. So anyway, we built that back up and then came Saturday morning and we're getting ready to go. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Did you want to elaborate on how that was going Saturday morning? <laughs> In what way? Okay. So I was feeling really nervous. How were you feeling? Oh, I was fine. <laughs> yeah. So I had basically mentally got myself into the position over the last few weeks. I was like, I was super confident. I was ready. This is it. It's happening and I'm happy and Mrs. H was happy and I'm confident 
Come Saturday. The tables turned. Yeah, I started getting nervous. And I was absolutely confident. (laughs) And I was nervous for all sorts of reasons. I was nervous uh, because I wanted to make sure that we had a good night together. I was nervous because I wanted, obviously, Mrs. H to have a good time. Um, I was nervous that maybe she wasn't going to have a good time. I was nervous that I felt that maybe I was pressuring her into something that she might not want to do. Um, you know, and, and these are all just, you know, they're, they're irrational. Yeah, ideas. irrational fears. Yeah, but they, they kind of prey on you. And then uh, throughout the day, you know, that I would feel okay for a little bit and then the nerves would suddenly kick back in again and then your imagination would start kicking in, you know, oh, am I doing the right thing? You know, or have I done enough? And, you know, we've heard this before, that your imagination is your worst enemy. And I was fine all day, and wasn't I? you were fine I? all day. And I was the one nerving up half the time so yeah it was it was an emotional roller coaster but we finally got there well actually we got the, we got we checked into the motel yeah we checked into the motel yeah yeah because we weren't going to drink and drive so we decided we're going to stay in sydney for the night rather than drive back to our house yeah and then we what did we we went for a walk didn't we we went for a walk in the afternoon to have to actually have a look where this place was because it was only like a 20 minute walk yeah. From where we were staying. And then we got an, a late lunch, early dinner. Yeah. So what we did was we decided the very first reconnaissance mission was to literally find out where this place was. Um, because it literally is just a door on the front of a building. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and it's got the logo on it. So um, now this this club, if I didn't mention it, I don't think I mentioned it before. But anyway, the club's name is Our Secret Spot. Um, and it was so so well run. Uh, but we'll get to all that very, very soon. But it, so it's just got this sign on the front door, our secret spot. No, no, no. It was just OSS. Was it OSS? Wasn't I'm it? pretty sure it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, there was just a sign on the front door uh, and it was a nondescript door at, on this nondescript building. In, on the main street. On the main street <laughs> of this nondescript area. Yeah. Right. It was, yeah, you, unless you knew it was there, you'd just walk past it. You'd never even know. No, that's right. So, yeah. So we took a walk up there. We came back. We had, um. We had our late lunch, early dinner. Then we went back, went back to the motel room, and then we just chilled out for a little bit, yeah, watching a movie, yeah, watching Netflix, yeah. Um, and one of the things we did find that um, the area that this club is located in, as we discovered, there's nowhere to eat except for McDonald's and Nando's. Nando's. <laughs> That's it. There was a bunch of cafes and stuff around, but they all closed at like three o'clock. Yeah, so we chose to have. Our meal at Nando's. <laughs> yeah, Nando's. So, you know, that was a bit disappointing because we were hoping to go to a nice cafe or something beforehand, but no, there's no cafes around this area. Yeah, um, yeah. So we chilled out in the motel room watching a Jason Statham movie. Yeah. And then, yeah, then we got ready We and we were both looking mighty fine. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we were, we were ready to go out there and rock it. Uh, so we walked up, didn't we? We did. Now, this is where things get start getting interesting. <laughs> so we're walking up and my nerves start kicking back in. And all the, long, all the way we're walking along and I'm asking Mrs. H, are you all right? She's, yeah, yeah, I'm fine, I'm fine. And all the while I'm thinking, oh, I'm nervous. And by this stage, I was getting a little nervous because I thought we were going to be the oldest people there. Now, we're not that old. But I did expect <laughs> us to be the oldest people there. Oh, you, you missed us. You missed a bit. Yeah, you missed. What did I miss? The bottle shop. Yeah, I haven't got there yet. Oh, sorry. So not there. 
In my mind, we're still walking along the footpath. See, because you weren't going through this nervousness. I was. No, no, I was absolutely fine. Yeah. So anyway, so we're nervous. Anyway, so we get get to the, the club. Near the club, there's a bottle shop. Now, if you're listening um, over in England or in um, America, a bottle shop in Australia is somewhere where you can buy alcohol. Liquor shop. Liquor shop. Yeah. You can't buy alcohol in Australia in a normal supermarket. So you actually have to go to a specific shop and they call them bottle shops or bottle markets here in Australia. So we had to go there to buy some alcohol and we went in and of course we're, we're buying our alcohol and I'm thinking the whole time this woman behind the counter knows exactly where we're going because there's nothing else open. There's, I think there was one restaurant which we found. We did go for a bit of a walk because mm. we're early. And we found this restaurant. It's like a little sushi restaurant. And I don't even know if that was open, but uh, it, it apparently was supposed to be open. But that's the, th- the only thing that is open in this entire area other than the McDonald's, a service station to fill up fuel in your car, and this club. So oh, there was, a, there was a couple There was a couple of pubs. Oh, there was a couple of pubs. Yeah, but they breweries. Were, they were quite a yeah. way back, though. They were a good 15-minute walk away from mm. where we were. So you're, if you're going in all dressed up, to buy alcohol, there's only one place you can be going, <laughs> right? So she must have known. Oh, it doesn't matter. I know, it didn't matter. She so, didn't know who we were. <laughs> she didn't, that's right. We, we were strangers, strangers in the night. <laughs> so anyway, we. so I was getting a bit nervous by this stage. Then we walked out, remember, and, and now this With bottle, our alcohol. With our alcohol. Um, this bottle shop was on the other side of the road from the club, so we crossed the road. Actually, no, before we crossed the road, we, we, that's when we first saw the other couple, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, describe the other couple, Mrs. H. <laughs> they were younger than us. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. For, at this point in time, we will call this couple Man Bun and Blondie. Yeah. All right. Man Bun and Blondie. And if Man Bun and Blondie are listening to this, <laughs> they might do. Uh, I don't know if they were newbies or not. So that, that's the other thing. Sorry. This night we we're going to was called newbie night. So it's specifically designed for people who have never been to the club before. Now, obviously, there are people there that have been many times before, as we discovered later on. But the idea is this is for new people to learn all about it. So anyway, there was Man Bun and Blondie uh, and they were yeah younger than us. And we saw them kind of just walking around. They walked past the front door. We're on the other side of the road. They walked past the front door. We saw them look at it and then they just kept on walking. <laughs> and we're on the other side of the road with our alcohol going, I bet they're going to go to the club. But of course they kept on walking, right? Yeah, because we were there a few minutes early yeah. and the door hadn't o- wasn't open. It was almost it was about 10 minutes early, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then we decided to go for a walk as so well. So we did the same thing, yeah. And of course, as we're walking past the door, we look at the door, we keep on walking as if we're not really going there. <laughs> Like a bunch of teenagers. Like a bunch of teenagers. <laughs> and the other couple come walking past and we just walk straight past them and they would have been thinking the exact same thing. We didn't make eye contact. We did not make eye contact. <laughs> we walk up the road to the sushi restaurant. We turn around, we walk back again. And then we walk again, walk straight past the front door <laughs> as if we're not going there. And then just thought, oh, let's just randomly stand in the middle of the street. On the footpath. On the footpath, of course, yeah. <laughs> So we randomly stood there and we're kind of just looking around, you know, again, trying to be uh, incognito when there's nobody else around (laughs) (laughs) other than that other couple, Man Bun and Blondie. And then we saw another couple coming along, didn't we? We did. And they were older than us. 
was that the next one? No, that was the no, next one. No, there was another there was another there was another lady, that's right. There was another lady there by herself. Remember, she had a black dress on. And she walked around the corner and she was standing near where the pizza shop mm. was. There was a takeaway pizza shop near there. Um, and she was just kind of hanging out. Then we saw the other couple and they were older than us. At least they, I thought they looked older than us. Not the ones that we were talking to in the club. No, no. No, no there was another couple. Yeah. Were they at the front, were they, when we were there? Yeah. <laughs> there you go. I was, I was nervous and just in my own little zone. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. There you go. But yes, there, so there was another couple came. They were older than us. And that's the, when I saw that, that's when I thought, oh, thank God, we're not going to be the oldest ones in here. So I felt much more confident by that stage. I felt better about it. Yeah. But we were still just all standing around. And, and that was the weird thing. Everybody that was turning up to get into this club, they were all standing by themselves, away from everybody else. Again, just trying to pretend like we're not really all going into the same door in a minute. No, but then we went through the door. Then we went through the door, and it was and it was fantastic. Well, it was fantastic, wasn't it? We went through. We handed our phones over. Yep. Um, the staff, in exchange for the phones, had given us a locker key. They wrote down the the locker key number on the back of the phones with a bit of tape or whatever. And then we read the rules and then we basically signed in. And then there's this curtain and you really don't know what to expect, what was on the other side until you walked through it. That's right, yeah. And before we get to the other side of the curtain, um, let's just go back to the signing in of the rules. I didn't even notice the rules. It, yeah. <laughs> I just signed L- a bit luckily, of paper. <laughs> luckily for Mr. H, I read everything before I sign. <laughs> I thought we were just signing in to say that we were here to match with the tickets. <laughs> Apparently, no, that was to say that you read the rules. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> H, what am I going to do with you? <laughs> luckily, their rules are on the website, though, and we yeah. already knew them. And we've, we've been talking about this for such a long time. We know the correct etiquette. Yeah, and the staff were awesome. Yeah, the staff were awesome. It was a very professionally run establishment. It was. It was so And that showed. And that showed in everything. Yeah. We cannot speak highly enough of these guys that run this place. It was brilliant. That's right. And then then we walked through the curtain onto the other side. Yeah. Sorry, if I can interrupt you for a moment. I don't know if the microphones are picking this up, but again, we've got these parrots outside. And making cockatoos. Ca- cockatoos, yep. They're making an absolute racket. So if it is being picked up by the microphones, I do apologise, but there's nothing we can do about it. No, it's just nature in its finest. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to the story. So, yes, we go past the curtain. What do we, what do we see when we go past the curtain? We, we saw the, the pole, didn't we? Now, before we got to the pole, though, what did we do then? Oh, the bar. We the went bar. to the bar first right, and handed yeah. handed over our drinks, which, again, they labelled with the locker key number. Yeah. And then we basically got a drink straight away. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, yeah. <laughs> Bit of Dutch courage. Because we were, we were nervous. Oh, you were nervous. I was nervous. <laughs> Not as nervous now I saw someone was older than us, but, yeah, still a bit nervous. Because even, like, when we're coming in, it was, like, really good. As we walked in, it, the their foyer, if you like, is, like, really small. I mean, it could fit maybe, what, eight people in there? Yeah, and the staff were quite welcoming as yeah, well. Yeah, they were super welcoming. But as we came in, they kept saying, make sure you close the door behind you, close the door behind you, you know, and, I don't know, for various reasons, whatever. But um, so once we got through that, you know, I was kind of still a bit, bit nervy. Oh, okay. You know, but I kind of found it exciting too because it was like this secret club. Come inside and close the door. That's right. right. So, yeah, we've gone 
gone through. We've we've got our drinks. Yeah, we had, we had to. Yeah, we've got our drinks. Then we had to go and find where the lockers were so I could change my shoes because I walked in flat shoes and I wanted to put my heels on. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Um, and then we kind of just yeah put every the our bag into the into the locker, and yep. then we um then what did we do? Then we had a quick tour. Oh, sorry, we we took ourselves around the club. Yeah. And then we went back to the main social area. Yeah. And then um. So before we go any further, do you want to explain where everything was then? In what way? Well, so we've walked in. We've gone past the bar. The first thing we see then is there was like a pool table. Yep. Right. And so then there was another bar at the other end. Was it a bar? No, it was, that was the DJ box. No, no, you're thinking the opposite way. There was only one bar. No, there was two bars. The one that we went came in and then the other one at the other side where we ended up getting – oh, no, you could be right. I'm probably just a bit disorientated I think, so yeah, because yeah. I was a bit la- I'm a bit lousy with, with directions, aren't That's right, I? Yeah, there's only the one bar. It was a long bar. It was an L-shaped bar. Yeah. Yeah. So there was then there was a pool table. Then there was a dance floor. Yeah. Right, with the pole and the yeah. DJ box, which I didn't see anyone in there all night. No. Um, do you want to explain then? Okay, from there, where do we go? We oh, went we, lockers, went, we went upstairs. So we went upstairs where they had the um, the orgy room. Yeah. And then we walked past the, the private rooms. Yeah, they had three of those, didn't they? Yeah, and then... And then we went downstairs and uh, we went down to the dungeon. Yeah. We checked that out. We checked that out. That, that was pretty interesting, wasn't it? It was. It was. And then we went back to the main social area where where we met. Oh, well, I started striking up a conversation with. Let's call them the, um, call them the Southerners. The Southerners? The Southerners, yes. They were from a, a major city. All the way down south in Australia. Yeah, that's right. So, so, yeah, so I started speaking to her and then we, we invited them to come and speak to us because that was their first time as well at the club. Yeah, yeah. And then we, we were just talking just in general about um, what was it, how we how we felt, what we were. What we were planning on doing and, well, not so much what we were planning on doing but um, – our reasons for being there. That's right. Yeah. And it was it it was almost and I wrote this down. So we're still writing our journal entries too. So if you go back and have a listen to um one of our other episodes, uh not the last episode, the episode before, I think we talked about journal entries. Um I, I was still writing stuff down in the journals and that's what I wrote down. I wrote down that it must have been fated by the gods because this couple were, although they were younger than us, they were very, very similar to us. They were very similar to us in their mindset. They were, yeah. So they were doing the same thing. They were coming just to see what it's all about. Mm. Um, and they, and I actually thought this was pretty, pretty funny because they were telling us they were actually up here to celebrate. Was it was somebody's anniversary, wasn't it? It was mm. one of their friends' wedding anniversary or something. And they were up here to celebrate that. And they had this night off. So they were basically ducking out away from their friends to come to mm. this this club and see what it's all about. Mm. And I just thought that was brilliant. Well done, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so that was really cool because we found straight up somebody uh, that was on the same sort of wavelength we were. I think that made the rest of the evening go really well because we kept bumping into them, having a bit of a chat and 
I guess we could kind of bounce off um, our confidence or lack thereof or vice versa. We kind of bounced off each other a bit, I suppose. We did. We did. Yeah. They were a really nice couple. Really, really nice people. Yeah. We should so, be. guys, if you're listening to us. <laughs> yeah. Reach out to us. Um, we didn't get a chance to exchange details or anything at the end of the evening. Um, but, yeah, if you do, if you are listening to us, reach out to us because we had a great time chatting with you guys. And, yeah, awesome. Yeah, and then okay, so that was the one that was one of many firsts, wasn't it? Because it was. I was making the first move basically on just about everything. Yeah, and, and again it comes down to that whole <laughs> confidence thing and nerves and stuff. So um because again I, I expected to be the one going in leading this leading the charge, right? Uh and guys, I know you think you're leading the charge, but believe me, when it comes time, when it comes to crunch time it's probably not going to be the case, as <laughs> I discovered. So we were basically, we wandered around a few times, didn't we? We went and had, we went back down. Up. Oh, how, the wonderful Sorry. Jess from Our Secret Spot. Oh, Remember yeah. she had um, got all the newbies together yes. and basically ran through some, um, some rules and so forth. And then she split the group up into two, for, right, two yeah. for two tours. And we did the tours. And, and that was great because she went through and she explained everything, which was really awesome, explained all the rules and what you should do and what you shouldn't do. Um, and, you know, we've listened to them on their podcast quite a few times. We have seen um, Jess and Lawrence. Uh, Lawrence on a couple of television shows, but I truly did not appreciate how small she was. Oh, that's <laughs> no, but, you know, she, she she's... Very, very small and petite. She's yeah. you know, not very tall, um, but, man, she's got a loud voice. She could have been a teacher. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so that was really awesome that she went through all that and took the time. And she was doing that while she was supposed to be on maternity leave. She wasn't even supposed to be there. Yeah. Right? And th yeah. And then so so we did the tools and everything. And then we went back downstairs. Yeah. And then um, – and then we, we did a bit more talking and then we thought we'd go up. Actually, no, no, no. We were talking and then the lady um, who was just wearing the G-string walked past us and we kind of stopped mid-conversation. Yeah. Now, just to give you some context, <laughs> what happened here was by this stage there was about 120 people. At the club. This, at this club. And this place is small. Like it is really small. So it was, I wouldn't say claustrophobic. Um, it was definitely not that, but it was, we were crammed in, right? Um, and, you know, that has its advantages, I suppose. But we're sitting there having having a drink and then just through this massive crowd of people walks this girl wearing nothing but a G-string. And we, we stopped for a second and we were like, oh, so we're doing that now. It kind of stopped us <laughs> in our tracks, didn't yeah. it? Because we didn't expect that. Didn't expect it. Uh, and again, we didn't really know what to expect. No. Um, so then we continued our conversation and then we decided to go upstairs. Yeah. Or well, actually, we went down. I know. Now, we might get some of this timeline mucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Our recollections are a bit hazy by this stage. And that was because it was just sensory overload. Yeah, there was so much to see and do. Um, so we, we may be getting some of these things out of order. We'll try our best to get it right. But at some time we did go back and like you said, we went down to the dungeons maybe before we saw that girl or after. I can't quite remember. We did go down the dungeon and it wasn't much happening down there at that, that point. No, I know. There was just a bunch of people talking. Yeah. They were just having a chat, which is cool. And then we started walking back up. It was when we started walking back up, that's when I could hear someone starting to get flogged. 
And I'm like, oh, right, we're missing out. We should go back down and check it out. <laughs> By that stage, we went back up. Um, and then we were having uh, another drink. And then... We it, went upstairs to the orgy rooms. Yeah. Yeah, mind you, we are still fully clothed at this That's point. That's right, yes, we were. And so we went up to the orgy rooms and, um, yeah, and there was just, yeah, people having yeah, sex. Yeah, there, there was a few, there, and it wasn't many. There was only no. maybe, I don't know. I think there was more spectators than participants. Yeah, three or four <laughs> couples maybe on, on the beds upstairs. I know they, they were fucking away. And then we walked past the private rooms, didn't we? And there was um, a guy. He was getting a blowjob. Getting a blowjob. And because with the private rooms, you could close the door so that they were private and nobody could see in. Um, or you could open the door. And have the chain. And put the chain across. And that was saying, okay, yeah, you can, can you watch. Can have, yeah, you can watch, but you can't come in. Yeah, but if you left the chain off, then you're basically saying people could come in if they wanted yeah. to join you. Uh, which I thought was a pretty cool idea. So now that was the other thing too. They told us that there was a time limit. On the room. On the room. Not, uh, on the, not in the orgy room, but in the private rooms. On the rooms. private rooms, yeah. And the time limit was 30 minutes. And yeah. if you were in there for longer than 30 minutes, a staff member would come along and knock on the door to tell you that time's up, out you come. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, like out you leave, not out you come. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. Boom, boom. I'm sorry. It's going to be it's gonna be an episode like that, I think. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was that was interesting. And um, I, <laughs> I'll, I'm going to put my name to this. I naively, remember we were chatting about this stuff. I naively did the maths in my head, went, there's 120 people here. There's only 30 minutes for those three rooms. Maybe some people go to the orgy rooms, et cetera, et cetera. And I, I figured out that there's no way everybody in this club is going to get some sort of sexual action tonight. And how naive you were. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. What well, didn't I get that wrong? And yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about that as we go through yeah, the, so, the night. Yeah. So we, so we went to the orgy rooms. We watched for a little bit. Uh, then we, we went down to get another drink. Yeah. And it was as we were going back up, I said to you, it was, it was at that point, I said, oh, let's just dress down. Yeah. Now, this is like quarter to 10 in the evening. Um, so the club opened at 8 o'clock. And it closes about 12.30, 1 o'clock. I think they start kicking everyone out about 12.30 or so. Um, So by quarter to 10, you said, let's go and dress down. And I was a bit unsure. You were. I wasn't. Yeah, you were like, (laughs) come on, hurry up. Um, And I was a bit unsure. And I was a bit unsure for a couple of reasons. One, um, I was like, oh, you you know, I was literally checking in with you. Are you sure this is what you want to do? Right. And, And you're like, yeah, yeah, come on. And I was also thinking to myself, well, it's only quarter to ten. There's Were you only... waiting for this gong to happen? I was I was expecting something to happen, <laughs> right? I was expecting some grand announcement that, okay, it's 10.30, time to dress down or or something, you know, or maybe a mass exodus. But that didn't happen. Like there was only those few people upstairs and most people were still down in the bar area having drinks and chatting and stuff. So I was a bit unsure about it, but I then wasn't. <laughs> you were like, no, come on, come on, let's go, let's go. And I was like, oh, okay, well, if you're all right with it, I'm all right with it. <laughs> so we went upstairs uh, to get to the lockers um, and uh, we, we got the stuff out of the locker. And one thing we did learn about the lockers, right, is the lockers, they're only like a normal size locker you might have had when you're back at school, maybe. Um, so they're not big they're big enough to put your shoes and some clothes and stuff in we brought a whopping big bag oh well it was an oversized handbag yeah okay it was and we had done a lot of research into buying this bag we did (laughs) i did a lot of research (laughs) and we thought we had a pretty damn good bag 
And it turns out that the bag, the bag fit in the locker. It was no problem. But it just realized it took up most of the locker space. Yeah, so lesson learned. Lesson learned. We don't need to take this big bag next time. No, no. There was a lot of lessons learned that That's night. That's right. <laughs> anyway, so we get the bag out. We get the stuff. You know, you decide to go and I went get, to the bathroom yeah. and I got changed. You got changed in the bathroom. Yeah. While you're getting changed in the bathroom, I'm kind of standing there now by myself. Yeah, in the locker room. In the locker room, watching people just wandering past going, hmm, now what do I do, right? Uh, my confidence wasn't quite there. Luckily for me, this fellow came along and he was literally in the lockers next to me and he just starts, you know, dressing down. And I'm watching him going, oh, okay, I'm just going to dress down at the same rate he is. Yeah, and by this stage, I've walked back. I was yeah. in my lingerie. I know I looked pretty damn fine. I know, yeah, so you're looking pretty fine. I'm standing there, still got my English holiday T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> if you're not sure what that is, Google it. I'm sure it will come up. Yeah. Right? And then, yeah. And then we decided to go into the orgy room. Yeah. Yeah. So then we go Yeah, watch. and mind you, when I suggested that we dress down, that's because I felt so comfortable in that club. Yes. You yeah. know, and it was just an amazing feeling. The atmosphere was awesome. The um the club was just so comfortable. Yeah, that's and, right. And then we started striking up this conversation. Oh, hang on, no, no, oh, no, that, no, no. Com- that comes much later. Yeah, oh, okay, that, that came then. later. Um, we go into the audio room. We, we're watching more people fucking. By the stage, more and more people coming in. Now, I just want to say at this point, and I'm going to be careful. I'm going to be very choosy with my words here. <laughs> Mrs. H is looking at me, shaking her head. Because I did use a term which I probably shouldn't have used at the night, so I'm not going to repeat no, it. No, there was a lot of people there. You're not going to let me finish, are no, you? No, I'm not because... Right. <laughs> anyway, as I'm trying to say to our wonderful listeners out there, the one thing that we've heard a lot of and, you know, you don't truly appreciate it. You really, really don't appreciate it until you're actually there. You hear a lot of people talking about these lifestyle clubs and the kind of people you're going to see, right? So you imagine that the people you're going to see are all glamour models. All the guys uh, got six packs, they're buffed up, they're manscaped. You know, these guys spend 10 hours at the gym every single day and you expect the the girls are going to be like glamour models, you know, on Vogue magazine or whatever that's what you kind of expect and you always hear people say oh no 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 it's you know a wide variety of people across society and as much as you hear that as much as we've read that in magazines uh in that ASM magazine I should say I never really truly believed it but it's true it is so true the range of people we saw that night was Unbelievable. Yeah, like, different statures, fat, skinny, hairy, not hairy. Tall, short, everything. We even saw a girl there and she was there with a partner and she was pregnant. Yeah. Right? And I honestly... Not, not that there's anything wrong no, with that. No, that's right. Nothing wrong with it at all. But this is, the, this is my point. It was a wide range. Imagine walking into a supermarket and I kid you not, I cannot stress this enough. Imagine walking into your local supermarket... You know, maybe in Australia that'd be Woolworths, or if you're in England, it'd be Tesco's or Walmart or wherever in America. And look around at all the people you see around you. They are the people that were in this club. I think I only really saw two, maybe three or four 
girls I would consider glamour models. Maybe you saw a few more Mrs. H, but that's all I noticed. Everybody oozed confidence. Yes, and that was hot. Yeah, and yeah. um, and there was no, there was no jealousy. There was absolutely nothing. There was just a whole heap of support. Yes, and yeah. people just having fun. Yeah, and that was a really, really big thing. It was all about sharing pleasure and having fun, and that was so awesome. And that's one of the reasons why we felt so comfortable because. Everybody we looked around just looked like us. That's it. And then there was that awesome woman who was having so much fun oh, with yeah. everyone and she just oozed absolute confidence. But if you asked her a question, she would show you. Yeah. So before we, before we go, go to that one? down there, because we kept bumping into her all night. Yeah. Um, so... Uh, well, let's, let's go back. We'll start about, we got, got to the orgy room, we're dressed down and, um, we were watching, we we're watching people on, on the beds and I'm just trying to make sure I get this right. I do remember, um, again, those two, two girls I consider glamour models. They came up and they went to one of the beds and they were hooking up with each other. Mm. Uh, that was pretty awesome to watch. And then their partners came along. Now I don't know if they swapped or not. Because I, I don't, don't know. know who was with who, but they basically had they, they all foursome. had fun. Yeah, and I had a great time and, and everyone was just sitting there watching. And this was the thing. People were just sitting there watching and nobody cared. Yeah, and people you know? were just talking. And people were having conversations while all this is going on. It just felt so normal and so natural. Yeah, because we were watching, but we also struck conversation. No, no, I'm getting in trouble. You're, you're, you're jumping ahead I'm again. I'm jumping ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, and that's because it was such an awesome night. It was. So while they were they were getting on, they were getting on in the middle bed, right? So there was a really big bed at the end, like basically two giant massive king beds put together. So there was a big bed at the end. Then there was two. Um, I don't know if they were king size beds or something, but they were set up. So there was two of those. Uh, the the glamour models were on the the middle one. On the first one. There was a girl and she was getting fucked by two guys. Now, this is where we're going with the, the, the girl that you were talking about before. She was a partner of this guy who he nicknamed Bjorn Ironside because he looked like Bjorn Ironside from um, Vikings. So if you ever watched that show, this guy looked like that. Only he was big. He was taller. He was a really tall guy. Mm-hmm. right? She was fucking two guys and he was just sitting there having conversations with other people. Yeah, and every yeah. so often to go up to her, check in with her, give her a kiss, yeah. and then go back, sit down and talk to people. <laughs> yeah, it was it was amazing. It was like, again, so much love and support. Yeah, he was obviously there. She was just indulging whatever she wanted to do, and he's like, go for it, right? And that was so cool. So we were watching that go on, and then at some point, I'm pretty sure at some point, she had turned to some other people that were sitting there, and she just said to them, look, did you want to join us? You know, um, and it was just so open and so free and there was no judgments and this is all going on. And, and then, nobody and nobody bad an eyelid. That's right. Nobody cared. And then we decided at that point, after we'd been watching that for a little while, that's when we went down and got another drink. Mm. We've gone down to the bar area and by that stage, there wasn't a lot of people. Most people had migrated up to the orgy rooms or down to the dungeon, but there were still a few people wandering around. Um, and I know myself, and I think you talked about this too the other day, I walked through this club now 
dance floor, pool table, all the way down to, the, you know, past all these lounges and people sitting around, all the way down to the bar to get a drink in nothing but boxer shorts. And I felt really comfortable mm. and confident. And I didn't think that anyone was going to be looking at me any different. And I walked up, got my drinks, and then we went back upstairs, back to the orgy room again. That's when we started speaking to the older guy. We'll call him the older guy. Yeah, and he was awesome. He was. So, so, my, so we're watching all this fucking getting taken place in front of us and we're talking to this guy and um and I think that he was it was only his fourth visit to the yeah. to the venue he was there with his wife this guy was just a wealth of information and he was so happy to share you know he he literally just started chatting to us um and we were and we call this guy the older guy cuz he looked older than us i believe and I'm, the more I think about it i'm not too sure if i got it right but i remember um, we were talking about ages and we were talking about how old we were. And I, I remember him mentioning 48. And I'm assuming that he said he was 48, but he looked older than us. Maybe, maybe I've got and that yeah, wrong. It doesn't matter. doesn't matter. We're calling him the older guy. Yeah. But yeah, he'd only been, this was his fourth time. He'd been there three times before. He'd been to, they've obviously been to one newbie night, the first newbie night. I think they've been to two newbie nights. Um, yeah, they've been to two newbie nights. And then they've also been to the night which was called the Three C's. And the three C's is basically three cocks for every girl. Mm. And he went along because his wife wanted to get gangbanged. So he went along just to hang out and watch her get gangbanged. Mm. And he, he was loving it, right? Um, and I really resonated with him as we were talking throughout the night. I resonated a lot with him or related to him. I don't know what the right term is. But because he talked so much about his joy of watching his wife indulge in whatever sexual fantasy or sexual experience she wanted and he was just really happy to to be there to watch and support sometimes you get involved sometimes you wouldn't and it didn't really matter to him and i just resonated with him because that's the way i feel and we were talking about it and i said to him i said man you are preaching to the choir man as i am just like you i get it right and he talked about how the great thing about this club the is that everybody's got their own thing Every couple is going to have their own dynamic, but everything's welcome there. As long as it's legal, obviously, <laughs> but, but everything was welcome. Everything, nothing's judged there. And that was a really, really cool thing, wasn't it? It was. And then, um, but then he was also telling us personal stuff as yeah, well. That's right. um, how he didn't, he didn't realize that, you know, his wife liked playing with other girls, for yeah. example. Uh, but this guy, he was... Yeah, he was absolutely magic. He just shared his knowledge like quite freely, didn't he? Yeah, that's right. He was and you we could have just stood there talking to him all night, I'm sure. You know, um, but obviously we want to do other things as well. But it was so, so awesome chatting to this guy. And we learnt so much from him, you know, probably more so than from anything else we've really done it, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and you know what? We we talked about this the other day, but I honestly I kind of, in some ways, I hope that in the future, um, one day we'll be standing in that club and that will be us talking to some newbies mm. and parting that same wisdom that he has given to us and then hopefully we can utilize that and then we can pass that on to somebody else. I think that'd be awesome. Mm. Um, I mean, that's half of what this is all about, this podcast, obviously, too. But I think that would just be great to be able to be that guy because it was just, it was so good. And, and again, that whole idea of um comfort 
for, for me was awesome. I'm standing there in my boxer shorts, holding a drink in one hand. Mrs. H is standing in front of me in her laundry. I'm playing with Mrs. H's tits. <laughs> and this guy's standing next to me fully clothed. And we're chatting about his sex life. What, while watching people get while fucked. While watching people get <laughs> fucked. I mean, and the whole time it just felt comfortable and natural. It didn't feel. There was no embarrassment. There was no, yeah, no embarrassment. There was no seediness to it. There was nothing. It was just brilliant. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we, so we watched that for a while. Um, then what did we do? Then we went down to the dungeon, didn't we? Then we went down to the dungeon, yeah. <laughs> what do we see down in the dungeon? Oh, my God. There was people fucking, wasn't there? Yeah. There was, um, there was a couple right at the end yep. on the Chesterfield lounges, which I love Chesterfield lounges. And, uh, yeah, girl was sitting on top of the guy. They were fucking away down there. At this point, I'm just going to interject. At this point, going back to what I was saying before about figuring out that there's not enough room or time for people to, you know, get get it on throughout the night. Yeah, well, basically by this stage of night, people are fucking everywhere and anywhere. That's so right. So it didn't really matter. No, no. And, <laughs> and then, it was awesome. That's it. And then there was um, two spanking benches. Yeah. There was couples on both of them yeah. in various positions. Yep. And there was a few Chesterfield lounges down there too. I think there was like three or four or something. Yeah, yeah. There was one next to us. We were standing. We were at the end. Yeah. And we were we kind of positioned ourselves against one of the walls because we just wanted to take everything in. Yeah, that way we could see everything. Yeah, and yeah, and there were yeah people were just fucking on all the lounges, and and it, we were just watching. We were watching, and it was awesome. And then. And then. <laughs> I'll let you tell the story. Oh, thank you. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, we started kissing, didn't we? Yeah. So, so we've got all the, so there's all these moans of delight happening in this room. We're, st we're, we're standing, we're next to this smaller, this smaller lounge where there's a couple fucking. Mr. H's hand made it down my underwear and. He's playing with me. We're watching other couples get friggin', you know, fucking. We're kissing. Mr. H tells me that there's other, there's people watching us. It was fun, wasn't it? It was. It was very fun. And I made you come. You did make me come. <laughs> See, Mrs. H was trying to avoid that bit. She's gone all embarrassed. Yeah. I don't know what you're embarrassed about. We were in a sex club, people fucking around us and watching us. Well, I wasn't embarrassed at that time, was I? <laughs> <laughs> it was it was a mighty fine night. It was very good, wasn't it? It was fantastic. Yeah. So mind you, we hadn't we hadn't even like swapped with anyone. We were just together. Yeah, that's right. Now, after that, then we saw Bjorn Ironside again and his wife. Or yes. partner. What were they doing? Oh, with the other woman? Yeah. Oh. oh so actually, no, sorry, before that. You're right. For that, um, they she was getting spanked, wasn't she? Oh, she was. And Bjorn every so often was getting in with the spanking as well. Yeah. Well, he, he was spanking her. Yeah. Man, he could spank because it was fucking loud. Oh, it was. <laughs> I kept on saying to Mr. H, 
oh, I felt that one. <laughs> oh, yeah. But she loved it. She yeah. was absolutely enjoying herself. And then the other couple, the accountant. Yeah, dude. the accountant. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, so the accountant um, and his partner, um, so they were there. And then Bjorn Einstein's partner got involved. Yes. Yeah. So basically, actually, I think you remember this better than I do. So you want to tell it? Oh, um, so so basically the accountant's wife went up to the to the to the girl that was having the absolute brilliant night and um and I couldn't hear all the conversation. Yep. But it ended up being that the accountant's wife was getting fisted That's on right. the spanking bench with the girl explaining to the accountant how she was doing it. Yeah. All the while, Bjorn's wife or partner was fisting this girl and she was moaning. This girl was yeah. moaning so loud. She was loving every bit of it. Um, and I've never seen that before, to be honest. I've heard about it, but I've never seen it before. Yeah. <laughs> and she was loving it. And, yeah, she was explaining to the accountant, this is what I'm doing. This is how I'm doing it. And then at one stage she, she brought him in and said, look, you know, play with a clit and do mm. all this stuff. And it was just, you know, again, fisting um, is probably not something we're going to do. Mm. But it was just awesome to be there watching Bjorn Ironside's partner there sharing this skill with somebody else. Or sharing the knowledge. And sharing yeah. the knowledge, you know. That was fantastic. Uh, and I think that really kind of set the whole night, like – Everywhere we went, we saw Bjorn and his his partner, and she was just involved in. She actually everything. made the night, I reckon. Yeah, because she was so supportive towards everyone. Yeah, and she was just so free in whatever she wanted to do. Yeah, that's right, that's right. But you know, come to think of it, come to think of it, when we were, <laughs> when we were down at the dungeon, I think there was only like ten of us down there. Yeah, yeah, that was one of the good things when we did get down there. Everyone had gone up to the orgy room by that stage and was all crammed in there, either fucking or watching. Watching. When we went down to the dungeon, because there was only about ten of us down there, it was much cooler. Um, even though they got air conditioning in the club, you know, if you go to any club. And anyone who's been to clubs will know this. If you go to any club, when you get a lot of people in there, the air conditioning can only do so much. So it gets really stuffy. And everybody seemed to be in the orgy room. So by going down to the dungeon, because there was only about yeah, 10 or so people in there, it was much cooler. It was much more um, comfortable, like temperature-wise. And we were still having as much fun as what was going on upstairs. Oh, we had an awesome time. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, we had we had – like the best night ever and we had fun ourselves. Yeah. So we didn't play with anybody else. No. And that was never our intention to go there on that night to do that. But we still had an amazing time. We did. And when we left, I said to, to you, you know, we're out, out on the street and I said to Mrs. H, we're about to cross the road. And I said, so um, do you want to go again? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did you hear how quick that was, listeners? <laughs> That's exactly what happened the other night as well. And I was, again, I was all taken back. I was like, oh, oh, okay, right. You enjoyed it more than I did. And I enjoyed every little bit of it. It was oh, the I think best we were night just, ever. We were just in our element, I think. Yeah. We've really found our thing, haven't we? We have. We have. So, mind you, we ha we had Maccas at like quarter to one in the morning. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we went to, 
Because you know, we were hungry by this stage. So we, on our walk back to the motel, we basically went to uh, McDonald's uh, to get something to eat uh, and just debrief. And we, that's right. Um, and we, we continued to debrief. We got back to the motel room, we debriefed, and then we played with each other again. That's right. <laughs> and, you know, I think we might have got to bed around about 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, we had to be up because we had to leave the motel room at night. Yeah, so we had to be out of there. Um, but, yeah, we, we had more fun. And we've been debriefing, talking, I don't know what you want to call it. We've been doing that ever since, uh, reliving it. Um, we've written it down in our journals. It's just been such an amazing experience. And it was, as we, we mentioned before, it was not not what we expected. I guess, if I'm going to be honest, what I expected was really a club where it was just an absolute all-in orgy and everybody was younger than us and fitter, you know, manscaped, glamour models. I expected that, right? Um, and I expected literally to walk in there and after like the first drink, it was just like, would be full on orgy. That's what I expected. And that was not what happened. No, no. Um, the Because I kept on talking about the professionalism of the club, yes. didn't I? Yeah. That was absolutely awesome. It is a nice, safe place. Yep. Um, and even when it came to, you know, like stripping down the beds and then putting new linen on. Uh, these staff came out of nowhere. Oh my God. These guys are like Oompa Loompas. <laughs> oh, seriously. You, you'd be standing there watching people fucking on the, the orgy beds. They'd finish, get off. They'd barely walked away from the bed. And these guys would just turn up out of nowhere, strip the sheets, throw a new sheet on within like two seconds. or like a pit crew, right? Yeah. Like Formula One pit crew. And then disappear. And then you wouldn't see them again until the next time. And you think, how do they even know? Yeah. Are they where where are they coming from? Yeah. So that was amazing. Like hats off to those guys, man. That's, That's right. Brilliant work. Yeah. And then and then I mean, and I know we've talked about this. I you know, it was just a brilliant night. It really was. You know, it was not like, you know, as we would we were talking previously that you know, you go down to a club like a night nightclub or to the pub and there'd be some, you know, drunk yobbos there or whatever. Yeah, in fact, actually, that's exactly, again, going back to what the old guy said when I was chatting to him and he was talking about, you know, the amount of single people that go there. So you can go to this club as a single person, you know, single female, single male, but if you're a single male, they vet you and they only let so many in. Now, I don't know what the magic number is, but they only let so many in and they they seriously vet these these guys, right? And he said to me straight up, he said, you know, the great thing about here, he said, you don't get yobbos in here. Mm. Now, for those of you listening in England or America, uh, a yobbo is basically just an idiot, right? Um, they don't let those sorts of people in there. So you don't end up getting the same sort of thing you might if you're in a normal nightclub where you got some guys in the corner throwing drinks around or yelling abuse at people or, you know, um, causing fights. So none of that was there. It was just super safe. Everybody was was friendly. Everybody was just happy to be there. Um, it was just such a comfortable environment. And the sex, everything that was going on, even though we're, we're watching it, it didn't feel like porn. No. And that was something 
I found really, really interesting because it just felt natural. That's right. There was no gagging. There was no forcefulness. There was no nothing. Yeah, you know, and everything was so consensual and yeah. you could see that, you know. Uh, it was – everything about it was just really, really awesome. And it just felt – and we, I think we keep coming back to saying the same point, but it just felt comfortable and natural. And, you know, at one stage there we were watching uh, what's going on in the audio room and, you know, I just pulled my cock out and you were playing with my cock. That's right. And I felt quite comfortable with that. This is fine because it's all right. Mm. Because right behind me was some guy in the shower area Getting a blowjob. That's right. You know? And then we walked through, at one stage we walked through where the locker rooms were and near the locker rooms there's some lounges and stuff and there was a bunch of people getting blowjobs on the lounges and, you know, it was all and no, good. Yeah, nobody batted an eyelid. Nobody's gawking. Yeah, no, and for us it just felt so comfortable, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, so we are definitely going back. We are. Yeah, we're already starting to plan our next trip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and... For, the, for us, and we've mentioned this before, for us it's an expensive night out too. You know, hiring a, a hotel, a motel, um, and then obviously, you know. The travel to get Travel there. clothes. And and then we've got to organize someone to keep an eye on the kids yeah, overnight. So all of this stuff adds up, right? So it does become an expensive night. So it's not the sort of thing we're going to be doing every single weekend. As much as we might want to do it every single mm. weekend, we just can't do it. So... I think in itself that will be part of the attraction too is it's a way to get away every so often, every couple of months or whatever, um, and just be ourselves. And that, that was something else I think that we talked about too. Let's see, we didn't worry about the kids. Yeah. We were just Mr. H and Mrs. H going out for a night on the town. Yeah, and it's something that we just really haven't done in a very, very long time. Like we've been out by ourselves, you know, out to dinner or out, you know, out somewhere but this we just felt totally us yeah we got dressed up yeah not a care in the world yeah and that that in itself was like really really um exciting and important for us it just to be just us and not have to worry about all the cares in the world not have to worry about work or or children dogs dogs or children <laughs> pets just not having to worry about any of that sort of stuff. You can just be you in an environment which celebrates you and mm. celebrates difference. And, and again, I, I'm going to say it again, the range of people we saw, honestly, you truly would not believe it until you saw it. You have to experience it. That's right. And, you know, you don't have to go, like, you can go there and not play with anyone. That's right, yeah. You know, which is what we did. That's we right. just played with ourselves. Yeah. Um, because for us, it was just much more of a, you know, let's find out what goes on up there. So now we know what does go on and now we can like, sort of plan our next trips and whatever we want to do or we don't want to do. But there's no pressure to do anything. And no one's there forcing you to do anything. Um, no. And... It's just, yeah, just it was just so good. It really, really was so, so good. We cannot recommend this place highly enough. But you've got to do your homework before you go. You need to have yes. the communication there. Yeah. We have spent, as you guys know, if you've been listening to us, we've spent 12 months talking about this. Um, reading, reading. Researching. Actually, it's been longer. It's been, it's been 18 months because we've been 12 months of the podcast, but we started talking six months before that. 
So we've done a lot of reading, a lot of talking, a lot of communication and really understanding what we were kind of getting into, even though, as it turns out, we still didn't really know until we no, experienced it. No, but it's a very emotional journey as well. Very, very emotional, yeah. But you it's know. been well worth it. Oh, it was. It has been. Yeah. And now we've found our new thing. That's it's, it. <laughs> <laughs> where do we go from here? The, well, yeah. Where do we go from here? You know, I think like as we've been discussing this week or certainly in the last week since we've been to the club, you know, we're still very much just dipping our toes in, aren't we? Yeah. We're not in a rush for anything. No. And I think that's the other thing too. We, we talked about that. Um, if you rush into it, and you can rush into it if you want to. I mean, that's yeah, It's just thing. not us. That's not us. But if you want to rush into it, go for it. But we felt that if we do rush into it too much, then we're going to miss some of that excitement of the just the adventure along the way, mm. you know. Um, I liken it to jumping in the deep end of the pool, right? So, okay, yep, you're in the pool, you've jumped in the deep end, um, but then what, right? You haven't, you know, if you started down the shallow end of the pool, you got to feel the water, you get to, you know, learn how to swim, you get to, you know, slowly, slowly, slowly. So that adventure side of it, if you just jump straight in at the end, well, there's no adventure anymore. It's like you've done it. Okay. Yeah. Now that's again, that's just me. You know, everyone's gonna be different, of course. But for us, we just yeah, we're gonna take our time and just Yeah, there's no rush for us. Yeah, do a little bit more, a little bit more. See where we go. Yeah. See what we enjoy. Because Mr. H has got the end goal, haven't you? Oh yes. I've got the end goal. What's the end goal again, Mrs. H? <laughs> that he drops me off. To ladies night. <laughs> yes, that's right. And this particular club, they call it Club V. That's their name for ladies night. <laughs> so yes, at one point, hopefully, dear listeners, you'll hear me talk all about the night when Mrs. H got to go to Club V. Yeah. So that is still my goal. <laughs> I'm still working towards it. <laughs> we will get there. Maybe. No, we will. We will, I <laughs> we will. think. I'm sure we'll get there eventually. Yeah, we will. But we'll but get there in our own time. That's it. That's it. There's no rush for us. Um, and I think this is what the beauty of it for us it has been is that, you know, we are taking our time. We are educating ourselves um, because at the forefront of of all this is basically our relationship. That's That's the priority. That's exactly right. Yep. Yeah, there's no point risking your relationship for a 20-minute fuck. No, that's it. Let's be absolutely honest, right? Uh, so, yeah, our relationship is important. And this is just going to become an extension of that. It's that's really right. something that we get to go and do together and have fun together. And if only any, everybody else in the world could discover this, this would be awesome, wouldn't it? Well, this is it. And there's no pressure. You know, yeah. like between us, there's no pressure there is no expectation that, you know, in six months' time we're both going to be, you know, fucking other people or whatever. We're just going along for the ride and just seeing where it takes See us. See where it takes us. That's right. Yeah. So, anyway, um, is there anything else you want to say about our night for the club? Oh, it was absolutely awesome. It was. And it to RNS, if you're listening, you need to experience this. It was absolutely awesome. Yes, yes, RNS, you know who we're talking about. Um, <laughs> it was fantastic. It really was awesome. It is not what you expect. It's not as scary as you expect, but just make sure you do the communication first. That's right. You really got to do that. Uh, okay, so 
if that's uh, that's everything we've got to say about the club for this particular episode, let's move on. Um, I do have a uh, media story. Now, this media story isn't one of those crazy nutty stories. I actually thought this was kind of, um, I thought it was a timely story. It's, it's, uh, it is a little bit old, like it's a few months old now. But I thought that this would kind of fit very well with this particular episode um, because we've just experienced a club. And it's all to do with a club in Melbourne, which is down in the south of Australia, right, one of the southern states. Uh, and it's called, apparently the, apparently, the club is called the Monkey Club. Um, <laughs> Should I be scared at this point? <laughs> I, I don't think so. Again, this is pretty mundane, but anyway, this is the headline. And as always, we'll link this in the show notes so you guys can read this yourself. It says, Exclusive Monkey Club Swingers Party Changes Entry Rules After Backlash. Uh, it says the Monkey Club has hosted lusty parties in Melbourne for over 17 years. Now they're loosening their requirements. So anyway, basically what it seems to have been is they had a rather rigid set of standards for people to go to this club. So you had to look a certain way or you had to, you know, again, talking back to that whole idea of glamour models. Like it says here in this article, it says, um, the club has re-emerged online with a slightly more inclusive set of standards. Before, women were only allowed to enter the club if they were between size 6 and size 10. Well, we won't be going down there. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, but now apparently they've, they've uh, expanded that a little bit. Sorry, that's not... Not a pun intended at there at all, but they've expanded this and now women must be between sizes 8 and 12. Well done, Monkey Club. You've really kind of uh, pushing some boundaries there. You've like moved like one size. Well, we're still not going down there. No. And I, you know, it goes on and talks about, about it. Um, but I thought this was kind of an interesting article because, again, it comes back to what we saw last Saturday night where Everybody was accepted and it didn't matter what size. You didn't have to be a size 12 or a size 10. Everybody was accepted and everybody was hot because they were confident and because they were all accepted. That's what was so awesome about it. Well, that's it. right. So if they're talking about the sizes for women down at this monkey club, yep. what about penis size for men? Do they talk about that? Of course not. No. Of course not. Why would, you know, this? and this is what I find interesting about this is I, I just – this is definitely not, yeah, that's right. It's definitely not somewhere we would go to. But it does say for men, there are specific there are no specific rules. However, they must be slim or athletic or muscular, with no excessive weight around the waist or stomach. Now, again, that just screams to me. It's right? an elitist club. It is an elitist club. And that screams to me, manscaping 10-hour gym guys. And you know what? If you're like that, good luck to you, man. Uh, but I definitely am not a gym junkie. Um, I would probably still fit within that slim athletic uh, side of things, but I don't think I'd really want to go there because I enjoyed Saturday night so much because of its inclusivity. Uh, say that word again. Inclusivity. Oh, I can't even say it now. <laughs> anyway, because it was inclusive of everybody, right? Um, I wouldn't want to go to a place like this where not, not everybody's included. I just think that's, yeah, it's not my kind of thing, right? Um, it says, we do not expect you to be a supermodel. Oh, really? Um, 
but all patrons must be between the ages of 21 and 35. Well, we're out. Well, we're definitely out of that. Um, now, all right, I cannot probably understand the age thing. I probably get that. That's a fair call because we did talk when we were talking about the um, the older guy the other night. He did talk about an idea. And OSS, if you are listening, which is probably unlikely, but if you are listening, here's an idea from the older guy. I'm not going to take credit for it. Why not have a night just for older than 45 years old? And I actually thought that's not a bad idea for people who are in that age bracket. Anyway, moving on from that, um, I just think, yeah, this whole concept of having this, you know, super restrictions, I'm just not really into that. So there you go. That's the crazy media story for this episode. And as always, you can get us on social media. We're on X, formerly Twitter. Um, you can find us there at Pineapple Code. We're on Instagram at The Pineapple Code. We have our website, thepineapplecode.com. We are also on the Pineapple app, um, which is mainly UK. So if you're in Australia, yeah, you can join it, but there's probably not much point at this point in time. We also signed up for the new one called Swing Hub, which is, well, yeah, like the pineapple one. It's based in the UK. So there's literally nothing in there at the moment. <laughs> Maybe it will grow. It would be nice if it does. And hats off to those people who are putting a lot of effort to make that happen. But anyway, you can find us in all these places. And you can always email us if you're interested to get in contact with us. Um, we'd love to hear from people. We'd love to talk to people. Um, we're a little bit more experienced now, so maybe we, we're not getting... By one visit. By one visit. <laughs> <laughs> we might not be getting things wrong anymore. I don't know. Um, but you can email us on thepineapplecode01 at gmail.com because I'm too lazy to set up the domain name email. <laughs> but anyway, I think that's it for this episode. It has been an amazing week, an amazing event. I cannot wait till the next time we go. And... Don't worry, I'm sure we're going to have plenty more episodes to come because we still got lots of other things to talk about. We and, do. And now we're a little bit more experienced. We might actually believe what we're saying. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, look, guys, thanks for listening in. Uh, we will hopefully get another episode out very soon at some stage. Um, so, yeah, it's bye from me. And it's bye from me. 